Hi, thanks for downloading this podcast. This is Jack AM FM, the audio track of what is a video morning show we do every day, uh, every morning uh, over at twitch.tv slash Jack Allison. If you like what you hear on this podcast, uh, feel free to go check it out. Uh, we're doing it every morning, uh, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern uh, at Twitch TV slash Jack Allison. Uh, and while you're over there, maybe hit the subscribe button. You know, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you get one free Twitch Prime subscription a month. Why not make it me so I can make a little bit of money? Anyway, enjoy the show. Well, good morning, everybody. Hello. It's Kate AM. It's Kate AM, everybody. Here we are. Here we are, everyone. Welcome to Kate AM. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's 7 a.m. Pacific. It's 10 a.m. Eastern. It is Kate AM. September 17th, 2018. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you all for being here. Kate, how are you today? I'm very well rested. Yep. I slept all day yesterday. Yeah, we had we had a long nap yesterday. Kate, Kate wants me to get through the the fiery stuff early. Is that correct? Just do it. You want me to get through the fiery stuff? So annoying. A little bit on the early side. It's annoying. It's annoying. Well, this weekend, Uh, I got myself in a little bit of trouble. Well, I ran my mouth. Did I run my mouth? What a shock. Kate. My mom texted me like three times to be like, is everything okay? Like, Jack's really angry on Twitter. Oh, my God. Jack's really angry on Twitter. This rises to the level of needing to, to send a, a text. Like, not just one, like multiple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, listen. On Friday, uh, uh, I got pissed off i got <laughs> a lot less mod symbols in the chat well i mean that 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 is not <clears throat> the only while there was a lot of fallout from the landmark uh, uh explosive expose portrait of a moderator um there was also some you know i got into it a little bit i got into it a little this weekend and it did start with this and uh, uh, so it started with this. Uh, uh, Sarah Silverman tweeted out that uh, uh, someone was like, the new season two of uh, I Love You, America is coming out. You're missing amazing television and commentary. And she's like, sorry, thanks. It's another season, but it's listed as season one, ep 11, season one, ep 12, etc. And so that did annoy me. That did piss me off because that's a technique that's used by the TV networks to not pay people their like season two uh, uh, like increase, you know. They're, they're, it's not it's so that people can't get their like season two pay bump. Specifically, the crew, the IATSE crew, will get like a lot less days off and a lot less uh, money. Oh, Jake, Jake is like, I'll give you more info on that. I have plenty. I have plenty more info on it at this point. Okay. I have plenty more info on it uh, uh, at this point. So I tweeted out a bunch of shit. I tweeted out, uh, uh, you know, this got me upset for a number of reasons. I'm like the Sarah thing like that is obnoxious. And of course, once again, it's like a Hulu show. 
So it's like, you know, one of these new media places uh, uh, and also fucking it's produced by Funny or Die. And yes, I know they wanted to cancel the show. And Sarah, like, you know, Jake is saying Sarah took less money. I think that's all good and whatever. I still do think that the only reason why this stuff happens and why people can get away with it is because these networks know that no one is ever willing to walk ever. They know that like when it comes down to it at the end, like and I get it i do get it i do get it but there's a version of this where sarah could have walked and said like you know the reason why we're not doing a season two is because hulu fucks over you know they try to fuck over the entire staff of shows they try to fuck over the entire staff so i think that that's kind of a bummer and i have to put that on sarah i have to put that on will and adam as usual of course because like you know i know that they're like not aware of the day-to-day goings on with all their shows but their names are on it as producers and they're big you know public progressives and everything like that so i don't know what to tell you uh uh Anyway, so I did do so this as you know, as is typical for me, I was like, I'm mad at Sarah, you know, and the show over sort of like a legitimate gripe. And so, of course, I use this because uh, uh, this is my typical. This is the standard Jack Allison operating procedure to dig into why I don't like the show creatively. Which is not nice, which it's is not, not a nice, nice thing to do. It's not nice to do. But I posted a couple things. I posted that I said this. I, like, I remember what a few me comedians. me sitting next to you right now is just like. I don't think so. We're going to get. This is not complicit. Going, this is going to get good, Kate. Like, this is not just me being like, fuck Sarah, whatever. Like, this is going to be nuanced as we move on here. Nuanced. I did give some thinking to this entire thing. Ooh, some I thinking. gave some thought to this or whatever. Okay. So I tweeted out this. I tweeted out a couple things about how. These shows are, uh, uh, these are, you know, uh, I remember one time when a few comedians actually did comedy shows instead of Courtney patronizing PBS after school educational series about politics for children. So I said that. I said a couple other things. And I do stand by it. <laughs> that is true. I did get drunk at Disneyland and launched into a tirade, yeah. which Kate will be going into, uh, uh, you know, in just a moment here. Kate has a follow up. Kate has a follow up to this uh, uh, entire tale. We yeah. have the Kate perspective. There's also I'll be able to do my rants, but then there's the Kate angle also on all of this. I don't dislike Sarah. OK, so my thing is this. My thing is this. What I'm tired of here, what I I realize I'm tired of because I watched the show. I watched this show. I mean, I guess what's the way to talk about this? Uh, um, I posted a bunch of stuff about these shows, which I do not like. And I do think that political comedy, like more or less completely sucks these days. I do think that like there's a format to uh, uh, there's a format to political comedy and I think it's getting really, really tiresome and annoying. And that is not me saying that the writers of these shows are bad. I actually think that like the, a lot of the writers on the Sarah show specifically are very good. These are like friends of mine and talented people. Um, I do think that they're only green lighting shows that have this kind of patronizing edu comedy tone. And then I do think also that comes from the hosts of these shows. I think that the hosts of these shows have bought into this idea. They've bought into the like the news story that they used to say about the daily show that people like get their information from these shows. And so they feel like a duty to like inform people or something. And I got to say, 
it's fucking tiresome. Like, it's really, really, like, getting annoying. Like, I watch all these shows, and I and I watched a bunch of them this weekend. I was trying to, like, put my finger, finger on why I was, like, so annoyed by all these shows. And when I found, I, I watched a bunch of them. I watched uh, a, a recent episode of Trevor Noah show, The Daily Show. I watched a recent Samantha Bee. I watched the Sarah Silverman show. I tried to watch some of the, uh, uh, the John Oliver show. And the thing that I find, the thing I think, is uh, uh, is really getting under my skin is that all of these shows build to what I call the end of act one educational coda. So they all do like a basically like a very typical monologue, like straight up like I don't think that Trevor Noah is a political person. I think he's apolitical. Like you watch the jokes he does and they are like mostly non-political jokes. In fact, I don't really want to do this segment making fun of any of the written comedy in these shows. Uh, except for this, except for this one. I do want to make fun of this piece of except written comedy. Except for this one, wow. You know that iPhone you just bought? Well, as of today, it sucks. That's right. <laughs> Apple announced the new iPhones today. Although I'll be honest, Apple has spoiled us so much, right? These launches don't really feel exciting anymore. It's like, yeah, screens are bigger, the phone can predict when I'm gonna die, whatever, you know? Like if Apple wants me to pay attention, they should bring back, they should just bring out Robert Muller in a turtleneck, that's what they need? <laughs> Him walking out, like introducing the 2018 indictments. <laughs> this changes everything. Okay, so. Trevor Noah, I, I just do not think is like that political or uh, uh, Okay, sorry. You guys actually don't want to have heard that. The volume was low. You know what? Fuck it. We will play it again. Oh, Why not? <laughs> sorry God. about the low volume, everyone. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> we'll give this one uh, uh, another watch. In other news, you know that iPhone you just bought? Well, as of today, it sucks. That's right. Apple announced the new iPhones today. So well, I'll be honest. Good. Apple has spoiled us so much. Right? These launches don't really feel exciting anymore. These launches don't really feel exciting. Okay. I do want to stop right there. Well, we'll talk in a second. Attention. They should bring back. They should just bring out Robert Mueller in a turtleneck. <laughs> That's what they need. Keep walking out like introducing the 2018. Yeah. Apple has spoiled us. This changes everything. Yeah. That's that's an underappreciated part of the clip, I think. What people in the chat are mentioning, the Apple has spoiled us part of it, where it's like Apple has spoiled us so bad. I'm sorry, by what? By releasing fucking television or like, by releasing fucking cell phones? I don't know. That's a, I, it's I mean, a weird take to be like pro Apple. Yeah, something. to be pro Apple and pro Mueller. Like there is nothing in that that is any kind of commentary. There is not anything in that segment that's any kind of commentary. But I'm not really but I don't want to be here to say like why the comedy of these shows uh, are bad because some of them do have good comedy. Like I watched the Sarah one and there are like are some good jokes in it. There are like funny people writing on the show. The Trevor Noah show, I think that they're hamstrung by that they have a host who like actually has bad politics and doesn't care about politics. But what I am tired of, what I am so tired of is the format of these shows. While it's very, very hard to write a topical show every single week and have it be like the funniest thing in the entire world, that's all fine. Like, whatever. I get it. I get it. I get it. Now, what happens, though, is the in the format of these shows, they all build to the end of Act 1 educational coda. They do a bunch of jokes, They and some of the jokes are political. Some of them are just, like, straight up, you know, the normal jokes that you would have seen on Leno. Like, like you know, 
Trevor Noah in the episode I watched, it's like in his hurricane coverage, he does a long chunk about like one of like the odd guys that like stays uh, uh, behind, you know, even when a hurricane is happening. Like, you know, he has a fucking parrot on his shoulder. Like, what an interesting political uh, uh, take. That's just your normal Leno stuff. But of course, because of what these shows are, it needs to build to a moment at the end of the act where there are no jokes and Trevor Noah just says directly to camera that like Trump's EPA is causing problems and stuff like that. Like a long, no joke, a long, no joke run on like info informing people about Trump's EPA and how they're like rolling back regulations. And so I really wonder, I do wonder who the motherfuck this is for. You know, people are asking me about Jon Stewart's Daily Show. And while I do think Jon Stewart's Daily Show was like pretty self-important and, you know, at its worst moments, it kind of just became like what I'm doing here, like where you play a <laughs> clip and then you say like that clip sucks, which I think it's funny to do that to Daily Show because that's how they like that's their bread and butter was playing clips of other shows and being like, that shit sucks. Now I'm doing that to wow. uh, now I'm doing that to Daily Show. Now that's but funny. I do think it was different with uh, uh, Jon Stewart. I actually think what's happening now is we see that every episode of these shows, every single episode ends their act one with the tone that Jon Stewart ended the episode after 9-11. Every oh. single one builds to this like it's going to be serious. And the real reason for that is because it's easier. It's hard to end an act on like a big funny moment. It's so much easier to be like, and now, of course, it's time for us to get serious. And here's the moment that you are supposed to understand. Uh, and it's not funny anymore when we talk about how many scientists believe in global warming. And uh, it's not going back after this. We'll, we'll be right back. It's that every single of the comedy shows, of the political comedy shows, ends on the somber we'll be right back at the end of Act One. I just don't know who it's for. I don't know who it's for. Like, I do think that these political comedy shows used to be kind of for people to just like laugh at the news and say like these people are fucked up and stuff, which would actually be kind of nice catharsis in this day and age. It would be nice uh, uh, catharsis to have in this day and age. But now I actually think, and this is what I truly think, is that it's just like lazy, bad structure. And it's, you know, it's in its way, it's... <sighs> I really think that, like, in its way, it is, you know, uh, uh, it, 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 it's like making the important things feel less important. You know what I mean? Like, and all they're doing it for is just because, like, it's easier to get it written that way. It's easier to end on, like, an educational coda than it is to end on, like, a comedy bit. And it's not like it's not helpful. Ultimately, this is all for people. And I was saying this on Twitter and the Sarah show is a is guilty of this. But worse, you know, that more guilty of this is the new uh, uh, Queer Eye show. Like all of these shows that are intended for, you know, that people watch and they're like, wow, it's like about the world coming together. It's about Americans finally coming together. Like when Sarah does her bits where she like, uh, uh you know, flies into Trump country and meets Trump people and finds out that they're, you know, not so different from us. Um, I do think that that's like it's like it's it's not helpful because ultimately the only people who are watching these shows are people on the one side. 
Like when Sarah goes into Trump country to meet Trump supporters, only liberals watch that. Only liberals ever watch that. Queer Eye is the same. Like when it's like, oh, my God, like the Queer Eye guys like met a cop and he like admitted that black people aren't that bad, which, first of all, that is a ridiculous fucking moment for everyone to like feel positive about that. Like because they put inspiring music under a white cop, like acknowledging that blacks are not like all criminals. That's not a very inspiring moment, folks. But even if it was, the people on the other side are not watching it. The algorithm is only ever feeding them the ranch. So this thing of like watching shows about like healing America and bringing us together, it's solely masturbatory. It is solely masturbatory. It's not helping to bring the country together unless you think that the individual people, unless you think that the individual people that they're profiling on the show uh, uh, are helping America come together. I don't know. And what else do we have here? Uh, uh, so I think that, yes, we built to the act one of an educational coda. I do think that the the Sarah show is funnier than I gave it credit for. I did watch some of it. OK, so, you know, part of what happened this weekend is I tweeted a bunch of mean shit about the Sarah show. Uh, uh, and part of that is also, you know, I won't deny part of that is like out of bitterness. Uh, uh, part of that is out of bitterness. I cannot deny. I mean, I got myself. I picked up a pass on Friday. Oh, I hate when you do this. I, pick, I censored everything. I picked up a pass for myself on Friday from Comedy Central for a political comedy show. So it's, hey, everyone, blank gave me a pass on the pitch. As she warned, they aren't doing politics like this at the moment. Burnt out, blank, blank. She also said the pitch was really good, but alas, not to be. Let me rethink if there's anywhere viable. I love the idea. Bummed out at the timing. CC, blah, 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 whatever. It is what it is. So I am a little bit bitter. So part of this did come from like I was annoyed at Sarah for once again being one of the sort of like Gen Xers who, you know, is publicly liberal and uh, uh, does not walk the walk when it comes to their own shows. Like that's, you know, just part of one of the things that I believe is true about Hollywood and uh, every boomer or ex or liberal who is like in the hiring position. Uh, um, and then, yeah, it also got me feeling like I'm like they don't want to do political comedy at Comedy Central uh, because like it's not working for them. The reason it's not working for them is because these shows fucking suck. These shows are fucking bad. Like these shows are not for anyone. I would like to see what I would like to see is this. I would like to see a political comedy show that doesn't think that I'm a like a child. I would like to see a political comedy show that goes in with the assumption that I already know the percentage of scientists that agree with global warming. Because I watched like a few segments from Sarah's show and I like Sarah and I like the people that work at the show, but I watched like two segments from that show and both of them mentioned that 97% of scientists believe in global warming. It's fine. It is actually good. You know, we global warming is real and, we, you know, we should be concerned about climate change. But do I every time I turn on a comedy show need to be told that 97 percent of scientists agree that global warming is real? Like, is that statistic helping? Who is that for when we say that statistic, when we say that statistic over and over and over again, like is that just is the 97 percent of scientists believe in global warming? 
it's not working on conservatives. It's, it's, it appears as though that particular statistic that we've been throwing around since like 2003 or something like that uh, um, is not working. It doesn't appear to be working. I don't know. It doesn't appear to be working, this thing. Uh, uh, why am I going into a <laughs> Comedy Central with a political show in the first place? I don't know. Uh, uh, because Comedy Central does have a history of like doing political shows, you know, just because they're not doing political shows right now because the political shows they've done uh, um, have failed. Uh, uh, and I actually think and this is just this is just me just spitballing. Maybe I'm just spitballing here. But, you know, I think that maybe when Comedy Central moves away from doing political comedy and starts doing whatever the fuck else they're going to do, I think that they might find that those shows also fail. Um, and I think that that might be because it's the same executives greenlighting them. Um, I think that maybe if it's uh, whether it's political or non-political, you know, if you have the same people greenlighting the shows who's uh, who have never maybe greenlit a uh, successful show ever, maybe they will continue to never greenlight successful shows. Anyway, uh, yeah, I do feel like everything feels like kids pick the president or something like that. Like when I watch any of these shows, I do feel like I'm like, fuck, like, like, I, I, like, I feel like the hosts believe that more people that are outside of the bubble are watching these things. And so they end up having this like Mr. Rogers tone to them. Dude, I mean, nobody I have no managers. Don't worry about my managers. Uh, uh, of course, I'm being bullshitted by Comedy Central. But the real truth, the real fact of the matter at Comedy Central is uh, they, they if they were being honest, they'd be like, hey, sorry um, for coming in to pitch us. We can't make television shows anymore. We're not able to do it anymore because uh, TV is dying. But the fact of the matter is that the only political comedy shows that can go on the air, the only political comedy shows that can go on the air are these ones that are like baby shows, that are baby shows for babies, where they say the most sort of like basic and obvious uh, uh, political stats. How about this? Why don't we play? This is what I call stat speech. This is stat speech, which I think you see a lot of. You see this on the Sarah Silverman show, too, uh, uh, where like it, it I think it actually comes from what I, I think that there's this like new style of writing viral political kind of sketches. And I think Sarah's show falls prey to it. And I think a lot of it, if I am like this is only my personal, you know, I can only speak from my personal experience, but I do think that a lot of this is the influence of like funny or die over political comedy. And like a lot of that comes from this kind of like Wikipedia statistics speech where like you just, you know, like a po political, like a politician stump speech, like say a bunch of uh, statistics that came, I think, from, you know, these, vi yes, of course, nothing goes viral. I'm talking in the executive term of viral, like when people like when they're like, let's make a viral. They like think of these viral is not a real word anymore. Viral is a, a, a genre of terrible video. It's a it's a genre is what it is. But anyway, it was like at Funny or Die, we did all these things that were like so statistics laden and statistics heavy because we were literally doing propaganda for the Democrats. Because we were, like, working with, you know, fucking Michelle Obama's, like, kids need to eat better campaign. And we were, like, required to keep a bunch of statistics speech in there. 
you know, all the people that came through there, like, and I love the man, but like Weiger came through there and I, I love the guy. I look at that sketch, which I do think was funny. I do think it was funny, the, uh, the, the Hall of Presidents sketch, but I also think that it was eight minutes long and probably like four minutes of that are like Sarah saying these like belabored, totally weird like phrases. Like when she talked about this one, like is the one that kind of bumped me was like when Bill Clinton came out. She's like, you used to love me, Sarah, or something. And then she's like, yeah, I did used to love you until you were accused of, like, taking sexual advantage of your uh, intern or whatever. And I'm like, who the fuck ever says taking sexual advantage of an intern? Like, that's such an odd and politician-y and, like, pundit way to put it. And we are in a fucking sketch comedy show. Like, why do we have to talk in this tone? Like, why are we trying to like, why are we like going? That's the thing that bugs me with these shows. It's like, why are we in? And and by the way, that format sucks. Like the, you know, the let's get a million like celebrities who are not super funny. John Hamm isn't funny. I have to say it. John Hamm is not a funny guy. John Hamm is not funny. It's not like he was good in Mad Men. Like he's a good actor. But whenever he gets in comedy stuff and like twists his face up all goofy, John Hamm is not funny. I do not want to ever see John Hamm in a comedy sketch ever again. I don't care how fun it is for all the people who used to uh, uh, do comedy bang bang to hang out with this guy. He's not fucking funny. You know what has also not been that funny? What? This rant. I know. Can. I want to play one more. I want to play one more. Oh, you, your head is getting covered by the thing. I, I just want to play a good example of stat speech. This is just me like pulling from like the first two seconds of a, of a Samantha B show, which uh, I, I just am like, who is this for? I, when, hey, when I'm they, with Claire. I said, can't we just have one hot guy? <laughs> can, we, can we have our Olivia? <laughs> fair enough. I agree. <laughs> Johnny John was hot. Just let him be in That's movies. Fine. That's fine. I don't have any problem with him being in movies. Why is he in every single comedy sketch? I like that big why old... do they? Why do they love headlining uh, uh, John Hamm as the, guy, the comedy sketch guy? Wow, they're, you know what? Actually, I agree. Somebody in the chat is being like, old SNL uh, uh, Alec Baldwin is funnier. You know what? Here's my take. Here's the take of the century. Uh, um, John Hamm is to the people who did like Comedy Bang Bang and were in alt comedy shows in the 90s as Alec Baldwin is to SNL. He's like their guy that they go to and like, you know, think that it's funny to put him in everything. But he's hot. John Hamm is not funny. Sorry, folks. For Hawkeye, he's funny. Sorry, folks. Look, I also watched some of the humanizing Trump supporters things. And of course, it's like, I don't. And look, I should also say that I like DM'd with Sarah a whole bunch uh. on, on Saturday. And I'm not going to show any of them. And I do like Sarah is the thing. And I think that she was, you know, I, I think she and I had a kind of like, you know, pretty. Uh, I don't think we had an acrimonious back and forth. I think we had like a good back and forth for the most part. And I think it was like kind of friendly and everything like that. I don't dislike Sarah. And I actually think it was cool of her to in the way that she does, you know, with Trump supporters and everything. Like I was one of the trolls that got reached out to one of Sarah Silverman's famous troll reach outs has now happened to me. Kate, what do you think about that? Wow. <laughs> I, I like I do like Sarah. I, uh, and, you know, she does, I think, not is not is not happy about the season one thing. I personally think that I'm like, I think we need to do better with this kind of stuff. Like, I think we should maybe let shows get canceled and stuff like that. Uh, uh, but she has a different perspective on it. And I like do respect her 
her perspective on it. And I like Sarah. I do actually like Sarah. And, you know, I I, like I she, even like the people on the show. I think the people that work on the show are like, like funny. It seemed like she was trying to do everything she could to like get people to keep their jobs for another uh, as, as I get long it. as possible. I get it. I but mean, I also think that is still putting... Is that like the worst thing anyone's ever done? No, no. But you are still putting... You're still saying it's more important that like me and the writers get to keep our jobs than it is that these people get season two. And also it sets hey, a precedent. They do this for every hey, single show. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 Yeah. I'm not trying to debate you. I know. I know. I like Sarah. I do like Sarah. Uh, um... The thing is, I just don't know. Okay, so let me just play this thing. This is stat speech. Stat speech. I don't know. That, like, look, it's like Sarah. I don't know how much like she has. Whatever. It's just hard. American voters mostly agree with Democrats. 97% of Americans want some form of gun control. 62% of Americans want the government to protect the environment better. 75% of Americans say immigration is a good thing. I just don't know who the fuck this is for. It's like, yes, I did cut out the joke at the end, and it's like a whatever joke. But you see this in all of the political comedy shows. This, like, we have to, like, you know, it's like, you know, uh, uh, it's statistics, statistics, statistics. And I just think that it's because, like, there is this kind of neoliberal idea that the same way that religion was for uh, uh, the same way that religion was for the conservative right for a long time, that science is just impeachable, unimpeachable. And that like that argument should be the end of the argument. Like when you know, when 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 Sarah goes to Trump country and tells Trump supporters to their face, like 97 percent of scientists believe in global warming. I don't think it's changing anyone's minds. Like when, you know, uh, Samantha B goes on her show and she's like, 100% of people love the Democrats. I'm like, who is the fuck is this for? Like, is this just for, is this just church for liberals? Like, so that they can feel better about, you know, the things that they believe? Or is it that they're going to repeat these statistics to people that they know and shit? Or, you know, I, I just think it's masturbatory in the end. I really do think it's masturbatory. And I think the tone of these shows likes to strike this tone of importance because I think that's part of the format. I think part of what these shows are is about making the people that watch them feel like they're watching something that is important. OK, and that's really what it's at its core for me is that, uh, uh, you know, I think these shows are like sort of piggybacking on, you know, the tone of the news, uh, uh, you know, and 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 playing these things that are kind of serious. But like, I, I just don't I, I don't think it's doing any good for the world. And I think that they get a lot of credit for doing good for the world. I just think that it is possible. It is possible that we could do a comedy show that doesn't a comedy political show that doesn't assume that all of it, the people watching it are stupid children. That's what I think. I don't think that I think that we can do a political comedy show that assumes that people already know the stuff that we're talking about and makes fun of it, where the host doesn't turn directly to camera and say, <clears throat> here's what you're supposed to take away from this. And here's what you're supposed to think about this. But the most important. And thing, I'm Jack and I'm trying to say, here's what you should. Take <laughs> yeah. And this is the most important thing. Yeah. About this. OK. And I, in fact, have not made a single joke in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a different show. This is a different show. But the most important thing, the most important thing of all, of course, is that none of this really matters. None of this really matters because we're in a position where this earth, this earth is going to die before our very eyes. Did you know, Kate, 
that we're in a position. The GOP is stripping back environmental regulations. Trump e- Trump's EPA is stripping back regulations that can cause global warming to get worse. Did you, did, did you know that 97% of scientists believe in climate change, Kate? They, 97%. Wow. Believe in climate change. That's a Oh, lot. wait. Hold this. Holy shit, actually. What? This is just coming in. This is really wild, actually. Hold on. What? Wow. Uh, it appears that one of the holdouts, an older scientist, has passed away. I'm reading this right now live. One of the holdouts who didn't believe in climate change has passed away. The stats have changed. Folks, I'm, I'm here to tell you that today, 98%. Of scientists now believe in climate change. Oh, wow. 98%. It grew. Please, everyone. Uh, it I think grew. what I have to do is I'm in, I have to take a van out to San Luis Obispo and just go from store to store, just go into every crackle, cracker barrel and say, did you hear? 98% now. It's 98% now. So, folks, even though 98% of scientists believe in climate change, even though 98% believe in climate change, Trump's EPA uh-huh. is still rolling back regulations. Wow. That was a good bit, Jack. We'll be right back. <laughs>
It is a short show today. It is short. I have to go to therapy at uh, 8.30. We only have an hour left here. We only have the an hour left here today. Well, you all heard Jack go on a lovely rant against... <laughs> Whatever the fuck he was talking yeah. about, I wasn't paying attention. I do want to say, I do want to briefly say, just very briefly, that I do like Sarah, and I do like all the writers of the show. I am simply, and I think they're very funny people over there. I like them, I, you know, and that's what Sarah was bummed out about. Is she was like, people will follow you, and they don't, I don't want them to feel bad about the show. I do think, two things, and then, I, can I just uh, say two things, two uh, things. One, one, I do like all the people over there. I have no issue with them personally. But two, it is not. It's not in anyone's best interest that we're not a, like that. We should never say anything bad about anything. I don't think that's a good way to make shows get better and to make comedy get better. Like I'm not just trying to shit on the show meanly. I'm trying to say that the entire like the format of political yeah. comedy is broken uh-huh. and sucks. I know. I know. Okay, well, speaking of the Patreon stream, we yeah. have an exciting announcement. This evening oh, will yeah. be the Emmy Awards. Yes, how exciting. The the, the biggest stars in television are, are, are going to be there. And if you want to watch live with us, we'll be broadcasting right here from patreon.com slash jackam. Is that the link? Uh, uh, Patreon.com slash JackAM. Yes, we are going to be doing a an Live Emmy special. Commentary. So I think what we're going to do is just not have the Emmys up. So you'll be able, if you want to watch the Emmys while we are up watching the Emmys, then you will be able to sync up the commentary. I could think. we put the Emmys in the We could. We could stream? do that. It's just a little like, it just might get, I mean, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Either way, we'll either we'll either give you guys. We're doing a, an Emmy show. We'll either give you guys a link so that if you need a streaming link, we'll find one for you. Uh, but we'll have live commentary about the Emmys from Jack's favorite hosts. Yeah, Colin Jost. Colin, the the Jost with the most. Joe Colin, <laughs> not his brother. Which which what's his brother? I don't know. Who like shows up sometimes? Colin Jost's brother. I don't know about this man. Yeah, Colin Jost has a brother of Casey, oh, not Casey, not Casey, Casey Jost. Jost Colin with the most. Colin and the Che of the day. Yeah, look. What was I gonna say? A lot of people were saying in chat about uh, uh, they were being like Jack, like Weiger's gonna be mad at Jack or whatever for talking about the Sarah show and everything. Maybe I don't think so. Like I was talking to Weiger over the weekend. We were texting over the weekend. We didn't like talk about how I was being mean about the show. But it's a fucking job for Nick Weiger. Like I don't think like like I think everybody that works on these shows, it's like it's not like it's like his show that he like runs and like has all the control over and everything. I, it's just like yeah. people like all the time. They're like, they're yeah. going to be really mad at you. I'm like, it's a fucking job. Like if I right. if you were working at Domino's and I was like, Domino's sucks. Like you wouldn't be like, how fucking dare you? I would be like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> OK, they, they changed their ingredients. <laughs> they changed their ingredients. Yeah, um, and that that joke was so bad. I saw that the ads for the Emmys have truly been dire, really, really bad. Uh, and so we are going to be watching. We are going to be watching them tonight on the bonus show. Okay, so as you all know, Jack started to get mad at TV show while we were in line <laughs> for Splash Mountain at True. Disneyland. True. So I don't know which uh, the low. Go to the first picture there. Three, 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 seven. Yeah, I think that's the one we want. No, no. that's not the right one. Uh, did they get Six. out of there order? There we go. There we go. Yeah. Did, why'd they get out of the, order? Only that one was out of order. The rest are all in order. Okay. 
Okay. So here we go. This is, uh, I posted this on Twitter. Some of you may have seen this, but if not, I'll show it to you right now. This is what Jack looked like right before he started angry tweeting while in line for Splash Mountain. Uh, Jack, that is a candy corn themed churro. Yes. With the candy corn marshmallow fluff dipping sauce. Yes. What happened? Well, I mean, these things. Don't actually answer that. Okay. Anyway, uh, so just for some context, Jack tends to ruin wonderful, wonderful days with angry tweet storms. What? Ah, fuck it. Somebody was like, because I made my pizza analogy. They're like, what if you said like the pizza that your friend made sucked? And I'm like, well, like if it was made under the direction of like a corporate entity and like someone over top of him telling him how to make the pizza. And if he had to like put in a bunch of ingredients and stuff like I don't think like it would matter. Plus, I also did say that I think most of that sketch is good. Most of that sketch is good, except for the long Wikipedia Uh, chunks in uh, it. Okay. Anyway, anyway, it's so, like if somebody made a pizza uh, and on top of the pizza, there was, you know, like a little piece of paper printed out from Wikipedia. I'd be like, the pizza sucks, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's got little Wikipedia. It's got little Wikipedia printouts on it. Pie chart. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, it's got little Wikipedia. What if they turned the pizza into a pie chart on global warming statistics? <laughs> I'd be like, it. Take- this I'm slice, sorry, dude. The pizza sli- sucks. This slice is the amount of scientists that don't believe in global warming. <laughs> the rest of the pizza are the scientists that believe yeah. in global warming. Oh, my God. I would still eat that pizza, and I would say it's good. And I would yeah. say thank you for your hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So Jack tends to mm-hmm. just take these beautiful moments that are just the two of us having some fun, yeah. some romance, and he turns. Oh, he didn't. I'm. I was leaving it up. You're. I'm. I'm trying to hold. Anyway, so Jack just. Uh, that's when he's the most on his bullshit. I guess you would say. For some reason, Jack likes to take nice times, happy days, and turn them into mean days. I don't know if that's true. I get these things ha- okay, sometimes just come up. Go to the up. last picture now. So we're gonna work our way back. Okay. So what this? What is this? What are we looking at here? Pull it up first because I don't remember. Okay, so this is a photo of Jack on the Surfliner train. Pacific be- Surfliner, right? Pacific Surfliner between Seattle and Vancouver. A gorgeous, gorgeous stretch of of water. It's a train that goes along the ocean. It's gorgeous. This is when Jack got into a fight with a Resisto mom. Uh huh. About um. Hillary Clinton. Adam Parkamenko. Hold on. I'll just pull up really quickly. This is what the Pacific Surfliner looks like. It's just a gorgeous. It's it's totally gorgeous. Uh, uh, So what happened this time? I I kept saying, Jack, please look out the window. I would say, look out the window. I did. I did look. You saw it. You see it. I have to say it like 10 times. I see it. You see it. Jack, like we're never going to do this train again. Like look out the window. Like look out the window. There was someone who had Resisto Mom in their... in their profile, getting in an argument with me. And then Adam Parkamenko, who was like Hillary, who started like the Ready for Hillary pack and shit, was getting into it with me. So, like, you know, Adam, if Adam Parkamenko is replying to you and, and looking like a fool, I mean, th- you, you have to do it. You know what I mean? You have, like, there's, I mean, what am I supposed to do? 
I would turn my phone off and say, wow, look at that view. Next picture. Okay. This is another angle. Same train. (laughs) The same surf liner. Okay. Do you want to move on? Yeah. This is a... this is just us out to having having a nice lunch. I posted this because Jack just looks particularly stressed in this photo. I don't. Uh, I know we're at Kismet in Los Feliz. Oh, we are okay. But I don't remember what he was tweeting. I'm not sure what this one was either. I'm but not that's sure sort of my about. general view <laughs> when I go out to eat. Is you this. look at your phone a lot too? I've never once looked at my phone, and you. And <laughs> that's you, not true. Unless you have proof, I've never. Looked at, <laughs> I've never looked at my phone. Keep, okay. keep going. Okay. This is Jack waiting in line for the uh, Kusama exhibit at the Broad. Yeah, with my mother. And I had another picture of your mom also on her phone. I was going to say that's like... How it happened. How it happened, but I didn't want to throw her under the bus. Okay, so next one. Okay, next one. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Here we go. This is where it really gets to. Okay, this is our honeymoon. This is in gorgeous PP Island yeah. off the coast of Phuket, Thailand. <laughs> Jack, uh, do you remember what you were tweeting about? Not sure. Not sure. Not sure. I, I'm not sure. There were a lot of them. There, there were a lot of them when I was on. There were a lot of tweets on our honeymoon. He was very logged on. Hey, look, I will say this. I'll say this. You know how many honeymoons you get in a lifetime? I can. I can. I mean, uh, one uh, per wedding. I can. I can. Okay. I think I can come. I can at least put forward a theory of why it happens when we're on trips and vacations and things like that. And and this theory comes from when uh, uh, when we were in Thailand. When we were in Thailand. Okay. Why? Uh, uh, I think that it helps me feel like at home a little bit. Like I'm a nervous yeah, traveler. I get are. like anxious being far from home. So it like so makes me feel weird. So going on Twitter rants. Kind of makes me help helps me it's feel like, like I'm still part of like my world. You know how like in uh, Titanic, yeah, she brings all her photos with her everywhere she goes. Yeah, like the old lady has all these photos of yeah. her <laughs> yeah. horseback riding and stuff like that. She says she even says I've got to have my pictures. Right, that's how I am with like Jack's. Like I've got to have my angry. Well, I mean, like, you know, it may help me feel more at home. I do remember one of the ones in Thailand was when John Favreau from Pod Save America was like sponsoring Andy Slavitt's United States of Care. And so I was like giving him trouble for that. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Next photo. Here's you also in Thailand. Yeah, there I am in the Wario hat in Thailand. <laughs> you're, you're, you're standing really funny in that one. <laughs> I'm wearing the Wario hat in Thailand okay, there. next one. I think I, we were waiting to get like a massage or something. Yeah, there was, I remember there was a cat that was on those stairs a lot next that made one? me... Uh, okay. This you is can a, see the Wario hat sitting next to me this there. This is on the, on the beautiful water's edge. Yeah. Okay, you use your phone too. I've never used my phone, and unless you, you use have, your phone. unless by you the have way, proof. One thing that's interesting. One thing that's interesting about the, all of these pictures is how were they taken? I how were these phones taken? A camera. How could they have been a taken? Camera on upon what? Well, what was I doing on my phone? Upon Capturing what? The moment. Upon what? what You're you? still standing there. You're taking a picture of me. I can't let you talk because sometimes you talk over me. And you don't let me talk, so I'm not going to let you talk. Wow. I used my phone, as you are supposed to do on vacation, which is capturing the moment. Ah. Being present. It's a window, not a door. Thank you, Jimmy. Okay, next photo. Okie doke. 
Uh, same. Thing. Not that. This one's not that good. I, you know, I should have picked, picked just one. I think the bit's off the rails Next now. We one. should move on. <laughs> this is Jack again tweeting. This is. Uh, this is. We're on PP Island there. Where's the. Tonsai Bay. Tonsai Bay. We're on Tonsai Bay. Okay, next one. Tonsai Bay. Here's an actual tweet. This is what Jack was tweeting. I remember trying to take a picture of it, the actual tweet. Okay, so this was... This says... I'll read it to you guys. (laughs) Jack, this isn't about you right now. (laughs) Donald Trump, sir, how dare you attack our legal institution, Uh something, something, Mm -hmm. who wrote Martin Martin Luther King and told him to kill him, sir. Right. You have... So this was a reference because everybody was being like loving the FBI too much while we were there. Uh, 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 let me just try to find this one. But yeah, this is about like making fun of people who were loving the FBI too much uh, because, you know, they told they wrote a letter to Martin Luther King and told him to kill <laughs> himself. We have the actual published tweet. right There here. it is. <laughs> Donald Trump, sir, how dare you attack our legal institutions, sir, like the FBI who wrote Martin Luther King and told him to kill himself. Wow. You have gone too far, sir. So that would have been at 641 so a.m. So was that worth it for the 31 likes? Oh, wow. Do you know wow. what? Ha- do you know what? 30, ha- your likes. Do you know what for, happened? For the lovely no. 31 likes. Do you, do you know what happened while you were tweeting that? A guy was dancing with fire. Uh-huh. I remember this very well. There was a fire dancer uh-huh. right behind you. You were not looking at him. He was risking his life for entertainment for you. And you were tweeting about the FBI. Next picture. Okay. Wow. 31, Kate, that that shows Next your... One. A lot of people in this chat would be so happy to have 31 likes. That shows, That's privilege to even call that a low number. I don't have a lot of likes. I'm just saying... That's privilege. For you, that's a low number. Privilege. Okay, okay what? Whatever. Same one. Same one. All right. This is, I'm like, this is like, oh, this was like at breakfast. This was like one of the breakfast ones. You do look a little tired. Yeah, I mean, it was getting, it was getting fucking... It was, I mean, like, it's a lot to go on, like, a honeymoon like this. You're, like, moving around all the time. Well, get used to it. (laughs) I don't know why. Oh, my God. That's just, like, a horrendous picture. (laughs) Oh, my God. You truly look disgusting. You know, I was making fun. We we did a great. No, you look good. No, we did did a great. we did a great bit. Just we did we did that. a great we did a great episode of Struggle Session recently with uh, Van Robichaux and uh, <laughs> Abby Denton where we talked about Sonic the Hedgehog uh uh and we went into Big the Cat uh uh the famous character <laughs> Big the Cat who I didn't realize that I am that I yeah, am Big the Cat. I didn't are. realize that I am Big the Cat. <laughs> I, I I am I'm dressed as both Wario and Big the Cat in that picture. Anyway, this anyway. is Jack on a tuk tuk in Chiang Mai, brutal, Thailand, brutal, with horrible posture, just angry face. It's not designed for people to sit properly. I'm in. just saying they're little like bicycle I'm just things. Saying, Wow, you're on a tuk tuk soaring through the city of Chiang Mai. You get to see so much action. A city you've never been to before. One of the oldest cities. A beautiful city. I saw a lot of it. World. I remember a lot of it because I saw a lot of it personally. From the periphery. I remember of your it. Kate, are you kidding me? Okay. In Chiang Mai, I was so no. happy to be there. Anyway, next picture. I'll talk about the data when we're done with this. And this is at 
okay. This is at the the Michelin restaurant. Let's be fair here. In okay. Bangkok. Now let's be totally fair when here. When we say Michelin restaurant, we don't mean it was expensive. Let's be fair here. It's a street food Michelin restaurant. It's an interesting place, actually. We actually had to wait a long time. So in Jack's defense, we were both on our phones a lot because we were just very bored. This was a five hour wait. We waited five hours. This to was eat a five hour wait, and so we were also sitting there. But it took an hour for the food to actually come as well. Oh my God! Relax. Bro. I'm just saying this was a reasonable one for me to be using my phone. Okay, next picture. Yeah, I was probably reading one of Shampoodler's tweets and laughing at it. I don't. I don't think. You, I don't know. You were having a good time there, and this is just us out to dinner at Twa. Oh, this Familia. is at Twa Familia. I just thought. It was a more flattering picture. You know, picture. the see-through glasses are not that great. I think you look cute in them. The Michelin one, the Michelin restaurant we went to, it's actually a funny story. It's this woman who does, like, crab uh, omelets in uh, yeah. in Bangkok. And um, so it's not, like, a super fancy Michelin restaurant. She didn't know that the re- the Michelin thing was, like, a big deal. She thought it was, like, the tire company when she yeah. accepted the award. And then all of a sudden, like, it became, like, a huge problem. Like, like there's huge crowds there and everything. And all the interviews with her, she's like... She hates it. I hate it. I hate the Michelin award. I don't like that everyone's here or whatever. Like, this sucks. Anyway, maybe I'll wear the transparent glasses. Everyone in, in chat likes them. Okay, and then we're back to this one. We're back. Well, I know it is the tire company, but I think she didn't realize that it was also like a big fancy award or whatever. Yeah. We're back to it. Hey, uh, what was the thing I was going to say? There was something I wanted to get back. Oh, the data plan. The data plan I wanted to get back to here. Oh, yeah. So I use, and this is not sponsored content, but for my phone plan. They should sponsor. I use Teltic, which is like, I guess they resell like business T-Mobile plans. Uh, And so you have to like pretend that you have to say that you're like in business for yourself, but that can be, that's like not that hard to do. Uh, But anyway, they resell business plans uh, and it's like 60 bucks a month for unlimited everything. But for roaming, all you have to do is email them uh, with like 30 days in advance, which means I got to do it pretty soon. Uh, Hopefully they'll let me do it for uh, for Europe because we're behind, actually. Uh, um, If you email them, they'll just turn on roaming for free, not calls, but full data for free. They'll turn on like the unlimited data uh, on your phone as long as you ask them to do it. So tell tick. I don't pay extra for for roaming data or whatever because I'm not on uh, AT&T or these places. Anyway, that's just a little bit. I am a corporation, and that's part of why I was able to sign up for Teltic. But in my understanding, it's like also like Uber drivers can sign up for Teltic as long as you can prove that you like if you like show that you do some work for yourself or something like that, uh, then you can sign up at Teltic and uh, get a fucking, you know, I don't know, do the overseas hey, for cheaper or whatever. Jack, I'm sorry I covered your mouth with my hand. <laughs> it's OK. It's, I mean. It's okay. It's I'm, okay. Sometimes I just got. I just know now that that's in bounds, and we're allowed to do that to each other on the show. No, only me, <laughs> because of uh, just years and years of um, socialized misogyny. Ah, okay. I can do that to you. Gotcha, but I, I cannot. Because you, can I get just, it. You can just talk over me. I know. I'm louder. I'm louder. You're right. You're louder and. The chat is not up on this one. I got to fix that. That oh, is well, that's a well, huge, that's a big, big huge big oversight. Problem. That's a big, big oversight. Well, we got everybody. a lot of news to cover today. It's the Emmys, as you know, and there's been Emmy parties all weekend. And um, something crazy happened at an Emmy party. What happened? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, um, yeah. There's a there's a link in the show doc under Kate News, Jack. It's the last one there. Uh, okay. Are we, uh, we, the chat is up, Jack. I know, but I had to fix it. It was like not lined up properly. Okay. Masogony. Masogony. Uh, uh, mahogany. Because of years of, you know, <laughs> is there something funny you could say internalized mahogany? Yeah, that's a, that's a sketch. Is that like... Uh, uh, Should we write somebody, that sketch for the show? If somebody... It's like, this chair has internalized mahogany or something. No, this this chair know. this chair is not just metal. You have it internalized mahogany. Ter- and you're, mahogany. in your stomach, you have wood. I don't know. Not great. Uh, forget it. Whatever. Who cares? Okay. Who cares? We didn't get nominated Can for I, any are Emmys. Are you going to click my link? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Where is it? I need more control here. I need to be able to click links. Oh, well, maybe I'll get you another mouse. Uh, where, where, which one do you want me to go to? The last one, please. The last the, link. The Kate Arthur. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. Okay, so I think this this was the first thing I saw in my timeline Mahogany. about this at ten thirty two as I was trying to fall asleep last night. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. Um, Tom Arnold tweets, Mark Burnett just went apeshit and choked me at this huge Emmy party. Then he ran away with his torn pink shirt and missing gold chain. I am waiting for LAPD. Wow. And then wow. I think there was more to this fight, but I feel Well, there asleep. was. There was also uh, uh, there was also Mark Burnett's, I think, partner was like, I got a bruise on my hand. Yeah. From, uh, so from she Tom tweeted Arnold. that she. OK, I'm putting the link to the Variety article about okay. it. OK. Do you see it? Yes. OK. So Tom Arnold is doing his Vice show. Tom Arnold is doing his is like. Is this all promo for the show? Well, I mean, I think he is doing his like, you know, I'm trying to find the Trump tapes or whatever show. Which, okay. by the way, I mean, like, are are we being real here? Like, do, is there anyone on the planet that doesn't think this is just like a weird, like, exploitative show? Like, he's just doing a weird reality show? Or, I mean, am I wrong? Like, is Tom Arnold going to take down Donald Trump? Is he going to find the N-word tape by, like... You know, uh, 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 like by talking to people on the red carpet. I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's actually like, why not? Like, I do actually think people should like accost Mark Burnett and shit and be like, you helped cause this. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, oh, Mark Burnett produced The Apprentice. Yeah. Mark Burnett oh, okay. made The Fucking Apprentice. He created Donald Trump okay. with NBC. Um, is Mark Burnett the guy that wears the cowboy hat? I don't know. Does Mark Burnett wear a, a, a cowboy hat? There's one of there's some reality creator. Like, I will say that at least a cowboy hat. I, I haven't watched Tom I think Arnold's I'm, I'm show. I'm him up with someone else. I haven't watched Tom Arnold's show, but at least I don't think it ends the first act with a little lesson. With okay. a little lesson that he. Well, uh, anyway, this was just a little fight that happened, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. It's definitely interesting stuff. No, Mark Burnett's like uh, this guy. Uh, uh, I mean, look, uh, it is a weird thing where it's like. Hollywood is so responsible for Trump in a way that, you know, I think that they don't really want to reckon with. Like, why are we still having like, you know, it's just weird that like Mark Burnett, the guy who created Donald Trump, is still going to like fancy Emmys parties with Tom Arnold. You know what I mean? It's like strange. Oh, so his show is called The Hunt for the Trump Tapes? Yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't know And so Tom's doing his weird little show. It's like, uh, to me, I'm like, I will not pick a horse in this battle. And maybe I go Tom Arnold more than anything because just Mark Burnett should be 
should be accosted as often as possible. Uh, you know, it is a little weird that like he's going to go to the Emmys tonight and no one's going to be like, hey, sir, why don't you stand up and fucking leave? Why don't you leave uh, uh, for doing this? Uh, and yeah. Classic mock in the chat is 100% correct. Trump says the M word a lot. There are a bunch of recordings of it. I heard a story about it like when, you know, he was running for office. Someone was like, I went, you know, my some someone's I don't even remember who, but it was like someone's father played golf with Trump at one point, And he just like likes to casually say the N word almost to like shock people like as like some fun or something like he definitely said the N word. Uh, uh, and just like the piss tape, the N word tape, like the N word tape would would rise his numbers like a motherfucker like are you kidding me like I mean, this guy got elected after the access hollywood tape like if this tape came out like it's not going to sink him people like his the Trump supporters would are, like it they're his supporters are racist they are racist absolutely but like, they're also they're also like they're also reactionary conservatives in such a way that they're like we like that he said that not even necessarily because it's racist but because it upsets everyone so much it's like the ultimate triggering of the libs is to have the president say the n-word yeah. or whatever anyway yeah. so that happened and then there was something. i mean yes he is a racist new yorker of a certain age this guy's like 70 years old yeah. and lives in new york you know what i mean like uh I don't know. Yes, exactly. He admitted to assaulting women, got elected. Does not matter. Does not yeah. matter. Yeah, exactly. Scott Gardner is funny. He's like, what, well, he well, Thomas Jefferson said the N-word, my dad, in two months. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, mean. I swear to God, I've said it on this show before that I'm like, I think that Trump's 2020 campaign, like the war on Christmas in the first one, might just be him being like, folks, like, it's time for us to say the N-word again, folks. We're saying it again, everybody. We're uh. going we're, we're to be saying the N-word word again whenever we like folks we're saying it folks. it's too real i can uh. hear it <laughs> uh all right should we get into woody allen and sue me god i mean it's just fucking hell like what we were saying last Sit night yeah what we we're saying I mean, we were talking about this last night the Sunni woody allen thing it's just so wild what percentage of our news is about sex creeps these days. It's like, like it's 99%. like it's like take your pick. If we want to cover sex creeps this morning, do we want to talk about Les Moonves? Do we want to talk about Brett Kavanaugh? Or do we want to talk about Sunyi Previn's little article uh, where, as you mentioned, well, we'll get into it. But uh, good lord, we just fucking live in hell so badly, like, and so deeply. Uh, hell just never ends. Um, All right. Okay, so here's the article. I read this last night. It is so one-sided, like it's wild. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, I mean, it's I, I, written I, by someone who's been yeah, Drake too. Drake too. The other one. Drake is like dating like an 18 year old model, okay. and they spent the weekend together. But Let's, it's like we'll the big it. red flag in there is it's like they've known each other for two years. I know it's fucked up. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is. This is the article. Yeah. Jack, you didn't read this, right? I didn't read it, but you read me a lot of chunks so, of it. Everyone knows this article is like fucked up and like well, I mean, it's written weird. by someone who's like a longtime fan and, and friend, friend yeah. of Woody Allen. Yeah. So like they don't include any like they, they don't talk to Dylan in yeah. the article. They don't talk like Dylan had a good response to the article, I thought. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they try to be neutral like this. This 
journalist Daphne Merkin writes like every once in a while she'll be like maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle it's kind of like a weird well, that's that's like what you would weird do both sides well thing. that's also what you do as a Woody Allen friend to make it appear as though yeah. it's like the way to write this article is to make it appear uh, um, you know non non I, I guess partisan for lack of a better word even though that's not really correct yeah. but you know uh, you make it appear uh, uh, objective is how you do it um, okay, so the the parts that I the, this is my takeaway. I think there's some like there's an interview where she talks. Clearly, she like hates Mira Farrow and like yeah. whatever. I'm not even gonna really get into it because it's like, but there's like three different times in the article where the the author of the piece is like. Then I got an email from Sunni, and I swear this might just be a conspiracy theory, but I feel like Woody Allen emails this journalist as Soon Yi. I buy it. I think it's Woody Allen pretending to be Soon Yi. And oh, like I buy it. Adding in things that he thinks she didn't say the right. The things on email. The things uh, on email are written in are like odd. a Woody Allen voice. <laughs> Somebody saw me control F chutzpah. But let's look at the email once. Like, so it's like in person, she's like completely attracted to him physically and sexually. Uh, I know he said, what? God, it's just so fucked up and it's gross so to begin up. with. It's, it's so, so gross. Up. Like, I mean, just it, in general. It just like, makes me like so. It's hell. Like, even if you read yeah. this at the most charitably, which like, I think that the, you know, the, the fucking Sunyi defense squad basically is like Mia Farrow was fucked up too and like uh, you know uh uh and adopted all these kids because she was like a white rich liberal lady lady and didn't take care of them and slapped them and shit like whatever i don't fucking know like that might be true but even in your most charitable reading it's like mia farrow adopted these kids and wasn't very nice to them and so woody allen in his way to save one of them decided to marry and fuck them yeah you know what i mean it's like even in your most charitable reading it's like why if like woody like why don't you take them to the fucking child protection services or something like the way to save a kid from like this weird what if you really think which i'm not even sure but even if you really think that it's like the way to save them is not by like plucking them up and like taking them into a townhouse and fucking I mean, them for the like rest of their lives like just been in his townhouse for yeah. like the past however many yeah. 20 plus years yeah. like Anyway, either she writes emails exactly like a Woody Allen monologue right. or Woody Allen wrote this email. Well, okay. I mean, so the, read the part yeah. that I'm saying. So this I is the think, email part. I think Woody Allen. wrote. So it's like she says whatever in the interview and then in an email she sends me, which slightly revises the scenario, showing a different side of herself in one in which uh, she comes across less the vulnerable vir virginal girl than she, as a charming flirt. How interesting that in an email she sent, like it recontextualizes it and was yeah. like in a different voice. Yeah. Uh, um, I think Woody liked the fact that I had chutzpah when he first kissed me. And he and I said, I wondered how long it was going to take you to make a move. From the first kiss, I was a goner and I loved him. That is Isn't a that line weird? he would write I for mean, like also Diane like, Keaton to Also say. like, what an odd thing, like totally out of character for Woody Allen to write dialogue that he wants a young woman to say about him. That's like something that's not something that Woody Allen would ever do. Not like Woody no. Allen would like He'd write things that. about himself as an older man, the way he wishes he would be seen by a younger woman uh, and then put that in her mouth. And there's a couple other examples of that, but I like truly don't know if we need to read them like uh, and she comes. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, hold on. I'll try. I mean, I do think there's another one in here that was like pretty good. 
Um, oh, this one, this one. Okay, yeah. yeah this yeah. is a very, <laughs> this, this is a also, very this Woody is part. Also very like in Woody. Ext- this is a very like extremely Woody Allen voice. Yeah. So it's like she's saying whatever. Uh, uh, Mia was always pounding into him. What a loser I was. Like there was a lot of like Mia Highlight is just abusive. The part that's the email. Uh, uh, at one point, Sun Yi sends me an email addressing the inception of their affair. Uh, we talked quite a bit. She writes. Uh, and to the best of my memory, I came in on college from some holiday, and he showed me a Bergman movie, which I believe was The Seventh Seal, but I'm not positive. We chatted about it, and I must have been impressive, because he kissed me, and I think that started it. We were like two magnets, very attracted to each other. I mean, another... I mean, here's the thing. It could yes. be that she just has absorbed his right. voice after... they. She's in prison in a townhouse in New York and only speaks to one extremely old man all the time. I mean, I would be time. careful here and like not take it away at a, an adult woman's agency. Sure. Um, but also she's like... she's like not the predator here. Yeah, she's living in the room. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like the room. She's like trapped in like a... But uh, it is some so, townhouse it in is New York. so extremely Woody Allen voice. Like, I feel like the fucking song's gonna start playing in the background. <laughs> What is that? The Jazz ra- is Rhapsody start and Blue. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. Anyway, Ronan Farrow and Dylan Farrow both had good statements about this yeah. afterwards. I don't have a link to them. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the whole thing is just fucking wild, and it does feel like it's like just disgusting. It's disgusting from, you know, at the very core. It's like... Uh, uh, just wretched. Uh, Jack's uh, right below the Vulture link. But yeah, I mean, even if you take... If you, like, believe the complete Woody Allen side of the story, it's still that he, like, saved a girl from abuse by abusing her forever. Right. You know what I mean? It's just fucked up. Soon Yi and uh, Ronan defend Mother and uh, Soon Yi's bizarre claims. It's just wild. Uh, You know. There's there's Dylan's statement right there. Well, yeah. It lasted me when I was seven years old, part of a documented power of... Oh, boy. I mean, you know, check these we out. Know. We know. We, we know what happened. Read we the know. thing. Read what happened with Dylan Farrow, because we know what happened with Dylan. And same yeah. with Ronan. Ronan's like, this is like, as a journalist, I'm shocked by it's the irresponsible. lack of It is irresponsible. I think it's incredibly irresponsible. It's like a, a huge bummer. Yeah. It's a puff piece. It's like a PR move. Like. Yeah. New York Magazine, uh, I, I think, sucks, actually. New York Magazine sucks. Slow Anyway, honestly, also like this reminds me a lot. There was also an article by um, Gian Gomeshi, I guess. I don't really know. Uh, uh, yeah, truly, Vulture as an outlet, like that is. Wait, was it Vulture that did it yeah, or it New York Magazine? Wow, well, Vulture, Vulture is New York Magazine. Wow. Yeah, tisk tisk to Vulture. Tisk, that shit tisk, sucks. That shit is mega bad. That's a hard. That shit tisk. is so so bad. That's a hard tisk. That is so bad. <laughs> Scott's right. It's like they've had a bad couple weeks between inventing post comedy and then uh, doing a whole thing uh, humanizing Woody Allen. Yeah, and also the, it's the same the, as the Gian The whole thing. interview is couched in like this is Suni's first time speaking up, but almost every time that they're like talking together. Woody Allen is sitting on the couch right next to her, like chiming in. It's yeah. like mostly a Woody Allen interview. Yeah. He's like not letting her speak. Yeah. They, they, uh, Giango Meshi is this guy who's like a horrendous abuser. He was like this Canadian, I guess like pundit or I don't fucking know, like a CBC radio broadcaster. And then like, the shit in there is truly horror. Like the th- shit that he did was like truly horrifying. He like knocked a woman on the head and all this kind of shit. Like he is a, 
uh, uh, a fucked up guy. He like choked, slapped women and all this kind of stuff. And then, yeah, New York Review of Books uh, uh, handed him an essay. Uh, uh, I think this last like week, uh, uh, basically where he just gets to like tell his whole side of the story. You know, reflections from a hashtag is what he called it. That's what uh, uh, that is what. That's what he calls it. Reflections from a hashtag Gian Gomeshi. It's like all about his experience. And I think that this is like part of the thing here is that these editors at these magazines like New York Magazine and all this kind of stuff. Like, I think that they still see these people as like interesting professionals who are like part of the elite. You know what I mean? Like for them, it's like, oh, I would like to like profile what it's like for someone like me to have like lost what they have or whatever. Someone who's like part of this like weird little incestuous circle, you know, of people who matter or whatever. Uh, uh, I think that like, the, like, I don't know. I think that part of the reason why they publish this stuff is because, yeah, they like are like, what if this happened to me or whatever? Uh, um, I got I have another news story. here. OK. And then I got to do stars more. And yeah. Am I doing too much? No. Should we take a break really quick? Yeah. So they sure. use the restroom. We'll take a quick break. And then, yeah, we'll, we will be back with stars more. And I know a lot of people in the chat have. Literally been waiting for it all day. There's people saying, when is Kate going to get to a Stars Morn? Uh, we got some uh, good Stars Morn We got day. good Stars There's Morn. some controversy this weekend. Wow. Well, we'll be back with uh, uh, in three minutes with uh, Stars Morn and stuff.
Welcome back. It's Kate AM and Jack is still in the bathroom. Wow, this is so exciting. Um, I would love to get into Stars Morn, but I'm not quite sure how to run the system that brings things up onto the screen. You see, I think Jack purposefully keeps me in the dark so that I don't take the show over. Because I think if I knew how to really run this show, I would be running it all by myself. I mean, we wouldn't need Jack, right? Anyway, we've been talking in the chat about my um, uh, Star is Born segment. And you guys, you're going to love what I've got cooked up right here, right now. It's going to be amazing. You know what? I should just sing it until Jack gets back. I wish I could. I wish the album would come out. I wish they would release the soundtrack for the movie because I want to learn every song and be able to sing it loudly in the theater and ruin the experience for my other theater goers. I want to be like those people that go see Hamilton and sing every song really loud so that you can't hear the people on stage. I would love to be that for A Star is Born. I would love to be that. But sadly, if they don't release it in time, I may not be able to. Okay, Jack, will you please start the Star is Born segment? Of course. There we go. Ha, 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 ha. I'm of the deep end. I want to dive in. I'll never see the ground. We're far from the shallow now. Beautiful. Every day, it's it's just so beautiful to hear. Oh, you are so lucky, Jack. <laughs> Wait a second. You, you get to hear Could my you voice. Be a singer. <gasps> Not with no, no. Everyone always says they like my songs, but they don't like the way I look. No, but can I? Can I touch it? The big fucked up no, nose of yours? it's too big. It's too fucked up. Can I touch your big, gigantic, fucked up nose? No, it's too big. Please, please. Okay, fine. Let me touch the big old nose. The big schnoz you got there. Oh, let me move back a little so everyone can see. <laughs> Welcome to Stars Morning, your one-stop shop for all morning news updates having to do with the Bradley Cooper directed Lady Gaga starring remake and only make of A Star Is Born. Uh, only make? Only make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is so exciting, guys. Tickets are now on sale. That is the number one update that you need to know is that you can be buying your tickets. We need to sell this movie out. Opening weekend, let's get it to be the number one movie. I know we have enough Jack AM, Kate AM fans to really make oh, yeah, we a do. dent. We can move the needle. We can move the needle. Yeah. Okay. Look at your local showtimes. Buy your tickets. Claire already bought like 16 tickets. Yeah. You can do the same. Yeah. It's time um, for us all to, we need just, to like, just like Vote when, with your dollar and yes. vote for Lady yes. Gaga to win every The most important uh, thing that Academy we can do. Award. In this life is vote with our dollar. Vote with your dollar. And so, and so just like it was, you know, extremely important that we all go see the new Star Wars movie. That was very important for us to vote with our dollar there. Not nearly as important as this. Very important for Not us to vote with our dollar on the uh, the Ghostbusters film. Uh, uh, 
Voting with our dollar. We got to get there and do it. All right. So there's some controversy. Uh-oh. She, she, she. <sighs> this is stressful. Okay. Nico Case, she's she's pretty good on Twitter, right? Yeah, Nico Case is good. She's funny. She's a musician. She's from what? She's good. With the new pornographers? Uh, I don't know, but I, I like her tweets. I know her as someone who tweets and uh, I guess also as a musician. Think she is with the porno- the new pornographers, yeah. the new pornographers, and I love that. I love that band. I I've listened to them for a long time. Yeah, I should have known it was her. Okay, um, but anyway, she somehow managed to single handedly insult no both the best director of all time and the color beige. No, 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 no. As How? you as you all know, I. Before I was yellow, I did invent the color beige, and I wore it for an entire year. Yes, and then and then I did a funeral for beige. And then I did a funeral for beige. What she Which, do? Which you know, it's in the dock. Oh, please. it's in there. Okay. Under star is Morin. Under oh, okay. star is. Oh, okay. There Morin. we go. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. This is scroll down. You can see what she tweeted. Singer Nico Case has some harsh thoughts about Bradley Cooper in a star. I, I can form. almost not hear this, but OK, <clears throat> I'll read this. Who <clears throat> actually, Jackie, you better read it. I might cry. Bradley Cooper is the beige oh. demon who makes sure very standard white dudes get to be in everything. He turns a scene to damp sugar quicksand with his treacly fingers and convinces you his vile incantations are him speaking some adorable French. I will fight him. Stand back. I actually love it. I actually love it a lot. <laughs> Bradley Cooper does suck. I mean, he's come on. the best director of all time. <laughs> I don't he, know about that. he made a star. He made a he star. He made a star. <laughs> He made a star. Okay, okay. He's beige demon. He's a beige demon, yeah. He made a star. Yeah. I he, mean, Nico is right on this he one. He made a star. <laughs> he made a star. A star is made? A star is made. <laughs> well, I feel bad. I mean, you know, we can still, we can still, we can separate the art from the artist, can't we? Can't we separate the art from the artist? And we must, right? Just last night when we were talking about the Woody Allen thing, let, let's just let's let's frame it like this, okay? And you said I love all his movies. Well, the, the films are good. Yeah, I said, well, of course, but the films are good. <laughs> Kate was reading it last night. She's like, "This is horrifying," and I was like, "But you have to admit the films are good. Jackson, you must admit that the films are good. Films. I have to. I've seen the Woody Allen movies. I mean, they're fine. They're not like." They're not as good as people like they're not as good this as is people not, like. Oh, this is not However, but I wanted to get to uh, we have to separate the art from the artist. Bradley Cooper might be a beige demon who makes sure very standard white dudes to get to be in everything. He might represent, you know, the type of thing that's happened in comedy where it's just like men wearing like button up penguin shirts who are dentists and shit going on little adventures. No. That might be Bradley Cooper's fault. No. He may also have made uh, uh, American Sniper, which no. is just totally xenophobic trash. He didn't uh, make it. Uh, and yeah, he might not be that interesting, or you know, cre- or like of an artist, basically. No. Um, no. But we can separate that. No. He can still have made a great film featuring Lady Gaga. I'm not sure that he has, but perhaps he did. Perhaps he did. He did. But Kate. 
Just like we were talking about last night, you know, we talked about Woody Allen and how horrifying he was, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, we would we would never sit back and watch a Woody Allen film, right? Yeah. But you could because you can separate the art from the artist, right? No. So last night when we and Kate were trying to decide to watch a movie, what we ultimately decided to try to watch uh, was Jumanji, which fucking sucks. It was bad. Couldn't make it past the first like forty-five there. That's a bad movie. Bad movie. That's a bad bad movie. Me no like but. When we were deciding what movie to watch, I was like, well, Kate, why don't we watch a Woody Allen? Why don't we watch a Woody Allen? And Kate was like, I don't want to. And I was like, well, why? Like, the movies, people like the movies. They say they're fun to watch, right? We're talking about A Star is Born. No, but I'm trying to build out this conversation we had about the art versus, you know, the artist or whatever. uh, We only have so much time left. Okay. we have to get into this. Anyway, I asked if we could watch a... Uh, a Woody Allen movie and Kate said no because she thinks Woody Allen's a fucked up guy. However, at that moment, she was watching Southern Charm. Oh my God. Which features How someone who's about- going up on rape charges at this moment. <laughs> so when it comes to Southern... I asked Kate this. I posed... <laughs> I posed not about A Star is Born. <laughs> I posed a very serious... It is because we're talking about separating the art from the artist, which you do with, <laughs> with Southern Charm. You do with the show Southern Charm, but not Woody Allen. Okay, but so when I asked Kate, this was a real, this was a real uh, thought. This is a real head twister here. Is I was like, you won't watch Annie Hall, but if if Woody Allen started showing up in the next season of Southern Charm, like if Woody Allen and Soon Yi Previn moved to the Southern Charm neighborhood and started hanging out Charleston. with them, Charleston. I asked, would you still watch and Southern I said, Charm? Yeah. I said, yeah. And she said, of course she would. She would still be watching it. So you can separate the art from the artist when it comes to appearing on the reality Ah! show Southern Charm. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. If you're a reality star, that's not like you're not doing art. (laughs) Well, but you are still watching. He's not the executive You don't think it is art? You don't think it is art? Not the castmates. (laughs) I'm so ticked off. (laughs) You do watch Southern Charm. I'm ticked off. You watch Southern Charm, Kate. Keep going. Southern Charm equals Annie Hall. Okay. Uh, she then went on to just go to the. Tra- she didn't stop there. I, d- I don't she care tra- about She the criticized art. the trailer's pa- pauses, noting that's not how musicians actually perform. Musicians don't sing emo songs a foot from another musician's face with long pauses for feeling. That's funny. I mean, she doesn't know that. She's never met Lady Gaga, probably. I'm confused. Is this whole conversation based on a trailer, even despite those who have seen it proclaiming he's knocked it out of the park? Odd. Yes, the non-musicians who are experts on musicians. I know of them. Nico is no fan. She's going off. She's going off. Nico did what I did about the Sarah Silverman show. She had her little, like, fuck this. I'm I'm sick of the format. Yeah, she's sick of the format. She's She's sick of the format. She's ticked off. She's TO'd She's too. Ticked. She's like, so, but so he did have Lucas Nelson on set to show him the ropes. Le- legit, I mean, she's like, Lucas should have been the star. He's awesome. All right. Man, me and Nico Case are similar. This is rough for me because. Me and Nico are similar. I think Nico's wrong. She's on the wrong side of history. She's you think the, so? I think Nico, I, I, I think she's great, but she's wrong on this one. But you have said, you have said that you think Lady Gaga should have directed the film. Well, I do I do think Lady Gaga did direct the film. Yeah. And I think that she was so kind as to give Bradley Cooper the credit. Yeah. So I think, you know, I don't have a I don't disagree with I, I, I do disagree with Nico Case. David Sims says he's seen the Stars Born trailer more times than he's seen some members of his family. 
This is the that, A Star is Born so meme accurate. account. That's so Why accurate. is it that Yahoo Entertainment, it's like, here's a story about like Nico Case, like not being happy. And then it's like they have to close it out with like, and here's a bunch of stupid fucking memes people made. Oh, my God. Here's a bunch of memes also. Well, at that the end was of it. your Daily Stars morning update. I don't have anything else to say except for that SMH Nico Case wrong side of Starstory. I don't agree. Wrong side. I of think you're on the wrong side of Charm Story. Side of Star Street. Okay. You're on the wrong side of Charm Story. This is not <laughs> a segment about Southern Charm. <laughs> I. You know what, Jack? What? I've had a section of the show doc for yeah. months that I just erased because you never let me get to it. What? It was in there forever called I, Kate Wants to Talk About Southern Charm and I Want to Talk About the Rapists on the Show and Is Why It's a Fucked Up Show. And you always talk so long every episode. Wow. You, you're like, no, no, no. We must have 18 more minutes on political comedy. So I never get a chance to talk about Southern Charm. Oh, wow. And then the one time you bring it up is during my hallowed segment. When did you remove a it? A Star is Born. When Two did you days remove ago. It? Two days ago? On September uh, uh, Go six, to like mid, mid last week. It's there. <laughs> I'm looking through now the uh, our document. Under Kate News. Kate News. Oh, my God. It was not there on September 13th. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Before that, it was. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. It wasn't even there on September okay, 12th. Okay, but before that, it was. Holy shit. It, it went from this morning to... Holy yeah, right shit. there. Okay. Yeah, so... Read what I said. Read what I said. I just which finished watching Southern Charms season one and season five, and man, that show is fucked up. Can we talk about it? That guy, JD, also accused of sexual assault. Yeah, wow. so there's proof that I wanted to talk about this show. A week ago. A week ago. And we never got to it because you like him too much. But it much. was in there for a full week, and you <laughs> never let me talk I never, about I it. Didn't, you can talk about whatever you like. John David has been accused of raping and drugging a South Carolina woman. You watch this show for shame. <laughs> want to talk you about it watch this i want to talk about you it you watch this and now it's on your turn when you watch this show it's just like watching you know woody I allen <laughs> yes, and diane I keaton reality with shows lobsters out of order. i watch reality shows out of order I was, it's my famous reality show watching method i watch the most current season then i watch the first season then i make my way back to the most recent season okay it's because i want to be up to date on the conversation kate we have one minute left in the show do you want to close out a star is mourn. Nico case is wrong. I'm on the deep end. I want to dive in. I'll never see the ground. We're far from the shallow. Nico case is wrong. Okay. Okay. We have a great, exciting Patreon show. Please sign up for the Patreon. Hey, so I have a thought. I have a thought, actually. Patreon.com slash Jack AM. We're going to be talking about the Emmys. I will be doing the red carpet update, so tune in a little bit before 5, maybe around 4.30. I have a thought, actually. I have a thought about this. So like the actual Emmys, like the actual Emmys where the, the show is separate from the red carpet coverage, I think this. I think we'll come back on Twitch for free 
for to the do red the red carpet, carpet coverage. Okay, okay. And then we're going to switch over to the Patreon only one idea. to do the coverage of the actual Emmys. So, so we'll be back here what on time Twitch. Is the red carpet I don't know. Start? It starts a little earlier. So uh, I think that we will be back here on Twitch uh, uh, for the red carpet coverage. And then we'll move over to Patreon. The Patreon's five bucks a month for the bonus shows. If you're a struggle session uh, uh, subscriber, you can get it for three dollars a month for the bonus shows. And if you simply can't afford it, if you really, really cannot afford it and want to watch we are of course uh uh we will give it to you for free just send us a dm on the show account or my uh uh or my personal account we'll let you guys watch it we don't want anyone not to watch it but we also do need to make money from this show so that's why we right. ask you to sign up for so patreon what do you think the 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 e red carpet starts at 1 30 but the main one starts at three and then there's another one at 4 30 should well, we start at four one. or 4 30 uh, let's do the one at uh, four. Let's do the one at four. We'll start we'll at four. Hour we'll do a full hour and then we'll move over to the, the Patreon for the actual Emmys. All right. So we'll be back at 4 p.m. PST for the red carpet coverage. Uh, and then after that, we're going to move over to the Patreon for full Emmy commentary coverage uh, uh, at uh, the, you know, at the Emmys tonight. The 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 all the stars of, of fucking TV shows are going to be there and we'll see how many. uh I have heard of uh, or know anything about. So uh, uh, we'll see you guys back here at 4 p.m. PST. Uh, uh, thank you so much for watching, uh, uh, and uh, we'll see you later on. Thanks for reading my Kardashian recap. And wa- read Ka- read uh, Kate's Kardashian recap. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later on. Bye. Bye.